before this recording, I feel I need to give voice to the pain, outrage, and grief that has beset our country. We cannot see George Floyd's death, nor the ensuing protests as anything but the grim legacy of slavery. At this moment, our country is having a reckoning with our past, and I pray we will use this moment to help us make right the wrongs of the past so that we may begin our healing and move forward so that this really, truly becomes a country when all children are free. But if the exchange in Central Park last week taught me anything, it's that as a well-meaning white woman, I can, at the slightest provocation, set the wheels in motion to use structural racism to my advantage. Therefore, tonight, I want to bear witness to the experience of Black women who speak of the injustice and the hatred that have brought us to this moment in 2020. I um, will mostly be reading from contemporary authors, but I could not begin this without saying the words of Sojourner Truth, a woman born into slavery who made her way to freedom and became an incredible speaker in her day, and who stood up in 1851 at a women's rights conference in upstate New York to let all the white women know there that she too was a woman. Her famous speech is known now as Ain't I a Woman. Ain't I a Woman. That man over there say a woman needs to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helped me into carriages or over mud puddles or gives me the best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns, and no man could head me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it and bear the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I have borne 13 children and seen most all sold into slavery. And when I cried out a mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? That little man in black there say a woman can't have as much rights as a man because Christ wasn't a woman. Where do you, did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, together women ought to be able to turn it right side up again. Flash forward, and my uh, second poem that I'd like to share with you is by the incredible poet Audre Lorde, who speaks not just to the experience of being a woman or of being a Black woman, but of being a queer Black woman. This poem um, was published in 1973, and it reflects on um, the decade that had passed, the decade of the 60s, leading into the early 70s. It's by Audre Lorde, and it's called Equinox. My daughter marks the day that spring begins. I cannot celebrate spring without remembering how the bodies of unborn children bake in their mother's flesh like ovens. The year my daughter was born, Dubois died in Accra, while I marched into Washington, to a death knell of dreaming, 
which 250,000 others mistook for a hope, believing only Birmingham's black children were being pounded into mortar in churches that year. Some of us still thought Vietnam was a suburb of Korea. Then John Kennedy fell off the roof of Southeast Asia, and shortly afterward, my whole house burned down with nobody in it. And on the following Sunday, my borrowed radio announced that Malcolm was shot dead. And I ran to reread all that he had written, because death was becoming such an excellent measure of prophecy. As I read his words, the dark, mangled children came streaming out of the atlas. Hanoi, Angola, Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, Phnom Penh, merged into Bedford-Stuyvesant and Hazelhurst, Mississippi, haunting my New York tenement that terribly bright summer, while Detroit and Watts and San Francisco were burning. I lay awake in stifling Broadway nights, afraid for whoever was growing in my belly, and suppose it started earlier than planned. Who would I trust to take care that my daughter did not eat poison roaches when I was gone? If she did, it doesn't matter because I never knew it. Today, both children came home from school talking about spring and peace, and I wonder if they will ever know it. I want to tell them we have no right to spring because our sisters and brothers are burning, because every year the oil grows thicker and even the earth is crying, because black is beautiful but currently going out of style that we must be very strong and love each other in order to go on living. My next poem is by another well-known late great poet, Maya Angelou. Um, she read a version of this poem at a presidential inauguration, so it's um, quite well-known. I just love it. It's called Still I Rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise." Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling. I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. And I'd like to conclude um, with these words that I read when I went with our congregational trip on the civil rights pilgrimage. 
These are words um, by the poet Elizabeth Alexander from a poem called Invocation, which is um, the last uh, the last statement that you see as you move through what is known as the lynching memorial. It's uh, the National Memorial to Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama. Again, it's called Invocation. The wind brings your names. We will never dissever your names, nor your shadows beneath each branch and tree. The truth comes in on the wind as carried by water. There is such a thing as the truth. Tell us how you got over. Say, soul, look back and wonder. Your names were never lost, each name a holy word. The rocks cry out. Call out each name to sanctify this place. Sounds and human voices, silver or soil, a moan, a sorrow song, a keen, a cackle, harmony, a hymnal, handbook, chart, a sacred text, a stomp, an exhortation. Ancestors, you will find us still in cages, despised and disciplined. You will find us still misnamed. You will find us despite. You will not find us extinct. You will find us here memoried and storied. You will find us here mighty. You will find us here divine. You will find us where you left us, but not as you left us. Here you endure and are luminous. You are not lost to us. The wind carries sorrows, sighs, and shouts. The wind brings everything. Nothing is lost. And so on this night when we hear sirens in the background, when we know that we have so much work to do, we remember that no name is ever lost and that each name is a holy word. And we are here to bear witness. We are here to remember and to tell the story.